Hey guys, it's Phil Moore, and this is QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. And of course, I'm with Sam, and we're doing a mailbag because it's been, I believe, five months or so since the last time we did one. <sighs> yeah, I don't like to check the mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's we should start off by saying, uh, announcing about our Patreon, of course, that uh, we're, we're announcing we're doing Patreon-only content. Um, for the purposes of those subscribers who have been so kind as to donate. And uh, if uh, just for future reference, anybody donating tier, the first, the um, second tier, $5, I can't remember the name. I, can't, I don't know if it's hot dogs and donuts. I can't remember the name of it. Black Kluge, maybe. And um, if you do that, you're going to get access to pretty much everything we put on uh, Patreon. And the stuff that we do put on there is not simply going to be fluff or you know, always, uh, you know, short things. It's going to be a mix of stuff that's too short to be an ap actual episode because there are standalone clips and they're not that long, perhaps, but we still wanted to do coverage of them. But it'll also be premium stuff that might easily, easily be t switched to, it could be a Sunday show, but isn't. So um, it's, uh, it's going to be a good mix. We've got more people contributing. And that's going to be fun. I just finished recording one with Deborah Marshall, who's going to be one of our new uh, contributors. And I'm super it's excited fantastic. to hear that. I'm it's super fantastic. excited about this. Yeah, there's I... a little. Yeah, there's a little bit of an issue because we're recording with Zoom, and she was a little overmodulated. But I, I tried my best to fix all that, and that's my own fault because Zoom, uh, Skype wouldn't work, and Zoom was a little wonky. So in the future, we'll correct that. Go figure. It didn't work for education either this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, um, so anyway, so please subscribe to us on, via Patreon, guys. It doesn't apply to people with PayPal, uh, because then I'd have to find a way to fucking send that send content to people, and that's a big pain in the ass. So, please, if you want to donate and you're donating through PayPal, just learn Patreon and switch to it. It's really not that big of a deal because you can actually. Uh, give a year subscription in advance and get a discount on it. I believe it's 15% for our uh, particular site. So at any rate, um, we're going to start, I'm going to want to go a little backwards here. The Fagula's Gambit Part 1. <laughs> Patrick J, who's one of our favorite <laughs> Such commenters. Such a great title, by the way. <laughs> all, all Raven, she suggested because she, she watched The Queen's Gambit and I didn't know anything about it. I don't know. If, oh, if I it's cast. a great show, I suggest. Yeah. So he said, I haven't listened to the episode completely, but lately I've been watching old Mark Harris episodes. Funny listening to Howard rip on a bisexual 43-year-old wannabe famous guy who married a 75-year-old, <laughs> used to be famous, has-been woman. <laughs> Fast forward 25 <laughs> years from the Mark Harris episodes and we have a 49-year-old wannabe famous woman with a bisexual 68-year-old used to be famous husband. LMAO, Beth is Mark, Howard is Martha Ray. If you told Howard back in 1994 his future would be what he's making fun of, he'd never believe you. And then another comment. I, I picked about two or three from every one of them. Dave Mies, or Mies, um... He's also a regular poster. Fillmore had the best line. If you were a pre-op trans, you have your learner's permit. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I came up with that. Uh, then Amanda Brown, who's a network. So, you know what's so a funny? Really good somebody, yeah, go ahead. somebody messaged me, what are you guys going to do if Howard comes back from the break and he's no longer Howard, he's Holly? <laughs> <laughs> then we got to change the name to <laughs> a podcast about Holly Stern. <laughs> I got to go back and retype everything. Uh, Amanda Brown, who's now a really regular poster, and she's really, really good. And, and, and yeah, really, she is. She says a lot of good stuff. Hunter Schaefer is transgender and gorgeous. I love Euphoria because I don't know what Euphoria is. I think it's a show. Zendaya 
plays a great character. I'm a woman and attracted to certain women, but I need male equipment. So Hunter is like the best of both worlds to me. Ha ha. Howard claims he's a straight man and sorry, but straight men do not drool over a transgender to the point where he's saying his wife is scared he'll leave her for one. I ditched Sirius before he got into all the jazz talk, and I don't know anything about jazz, but I've heard he spent an hour talking about that particular transgender, gay agenda to the max. Now, um, jazz, I can't remember jazz, I can't remember the last name, but anyway, people have posted pictures of jazz that this this person has put on a shitload of weight, and that would explain perfectly why he's no longer talking about her, because he hates fat people more than anything. I had to look this up because I yeah. also noticed that he wasn't talking about jazz as much. And so not only the psychiatric issues jazz must endure from, I, I guess, whatever yeah. jazz is Tran- dealing transformation, with. Transformation, yeah. But jazz is a obese person now that can't stop shoveling food in her face. Mm-hmm. Like, she she is admittedly can't stop eating. Yeah. She's like, you remember when Artie said... He went to that charity where. <laughs> what did he <laughs> the say? Prouder that... Prouder Willie. <laughs> yeah, I think jazz has that. Maybe his jazz is now a jazz ensemble. Sorry, guys, I couldn't resist. Um, the next clips uh, I got comments from "So Long Farewell" episode one, and there hasn't been an episode two, guys. I apologize for that. We keep meaning to go back to that, and we will, uh, but we'll be recording the next one for that uh, fairly soon, I believe. Doug Hollis who says, love you all to death. Uh, thank you so much. Fix and Sam and Raven and Bob and everyone who contributes. You're the only one out of many co- podcasts that I looked forward to and count down to. Such a weird and obscure to most people. Slice of pop culture to love and hate at the same time. No one I know can relate because they weren't fans, but I come here and fuck me if it isn't satisfying. Um, well, you want? Have you got one that you found? Um, yes, I have one that I found. Um, which which episode? It's going to be um, the Billy West episode, the okay. last Oop. the last one in the series of Billy West by Thomas okay. J. Okay. So we're jumping around a little. Thomas J. said, by 2000, fans were leaving in droves. Most of them were discovering Opie and Anthony in New York. Those guys weren't worried about being accepted by Manhattan socialites and still did a show that was fun and funny. Infinity protected him from Opie and Anthony. They prevented them from competing directly and they gagged them. That's and right. It's, it's really because I think that we didn't, a lot of people weren't sure if that was what was happening. We were sure if you were an Opie and Anthony fan, but Howard fans, if you were only getting that propaganda, you weren't sure. So people right. were still on the fence about it. And now... Yeah. It's most definitely he was protected. Right. And, well, it's like the old, it wasn't even the uh, situation. I think, well, if they, if they were on the same, uh, if they were in the same, at the same station, that's a technique that radio guys used to do ages ago. Or like radio execs would, if a person couldn't beat another show, they would hire that show and take them out of the slot. And they just, you know, if you can't beat them, just make them join you. And they had right. to do that with Howard at a couple in a couple markets just because he just couldn't get past them. Um, here's a comment from the same one. Uh, so long, farewell. Drop from Drop the Chalupa, who's a, a really frequent poster now. You know, I've commented on a bunch of these videos, but I just got to say, great work with these podcasts. Seriously, 
I tried giving a certain other podcast that covers this topic a try. It was just terrible. And I'm glad you moved on from that thing before doing this. I just don't like people laughing over each other and ironically it being every bit as bad as the show they are trying to make fun of, if you know what I mean. They were rightfully ridiculed by the who are these podcast guys so long a, a long while ago. And they even said a podcast about Howard Stern had so much potential, but their execution was just pure shit. This feels much more like Jocktober for all Stern all year for Stern all year round and it's great. Sam killing it with the riffing as well. I really like Raven and Bob too. Best of all, it's great that you all listen to criticism and continually get better as you do more of these. I think I'm almost done catching up on all these past episodes for sure. So thank you, Drop the Chalupa. Yeah, and, and thank you. We've you've got lots more lots more, but I just picked that one. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I keep uh, I keep getting uh, I keep getting people posting stuff about the who are these podcasts and I can't take them seriously because they suck up to Shuli and they have him host and I can't stand those two guys but I give him full credit for basically making a career out of you know a niche thing reviewing other podcasts for the most part and uh, we I know a lot of people listen to them and kudos to them I can't I can't really criticize them for being successful. Well, there's something to be said for taking the time to actually go over so many different podcasts, Mm -hmm. but it does take you a little while to get into the flavor of a podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. there's some things I listen to that I I don't even know how I got started on listening to it, like the Dark Horse podcast. Sure. It's two evolutionary biologists, or a biologist and evolutionary biologist. I don't even know... There would be no way in my head I would be listening to this, but I, for some reason, love it. You Sometimes it takes you a little while to get into something. So it's a little unfair, I'd say. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They kind of pass quick judgment. In this case, they happen we, to be right. Yeah, but... well, we, we've had... <laughs> We've had a few like posters on the YouTube channel explain how they used to give a shit, and then like NYC Hardcore was one who uh, said he, you know, initially gave a shit, then kind of turned the page and realized, no, no, you guys are saying something that's important, and not that we're fucking, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not philosophers here, we're not doing some kind of serious uh, show about epistemology or something, but the bottom line is, if we're an acquired taste or if we're really easy to swallow, I mean fuck it it's great whatever floats your boat but uh you definitely i agree you have to take some time to listen to a podcast sometimes to get the full idea of what it's about um let's see okay bro fight part one uh hambone jones who's a a regularly I, i reasonably regular poster i would say uh what killed howard and Robin as well, was most, was knowing Artie was much happier not being part of these bits, and that his hollow threats of not setting Artie up with bimbos on the air anymore had absolutely no effect on him. It made Howard feel powerless, and until that point, he'd only ever known an environment where he could manipulate emotions or take away privileges from someone at his own accord. Artie essentially agreeing with his own punishment was not what he had in mind, hence the reason why he stretched the fucking bro fight out like an hour longer than it should have been. (laughs) (laughs) He was obviously hoping Artie would come to his senses and fully grasp the severity of what daddy was taking away from him. Instead, Howard just flailed over his steadfast, insubordinate underling and wondered why he couldn't get him to kiss the ring like a good stud John or Steve Grillo would have. Great point. Such a, an astute point. Yeah. And that's why it was such a magnificent, such a magnificent segment in the show. And it was such a great um, show that we did and why it lasted for so long. And it had to be so many parts because there was just so many facets we had to cover. We just had mm-hmm. to. 
There were so many great facets. So I did, um, this one's for the episode, uh, lucky charms, the lucky charms episode. Yeah. Uh, what's that? I forgot the name. Um, uh, count your lucky charms. Yes. And Buffalo, New York, born and raised 1979. Great name. Uh, could you imagine if Howard Stern would have become governor of New York State? Could you imagine his weird mandates he would impose? Every New York, everyone in New York, he would require every New York State male to show their entire asshole selfie on Tuesdays. Nobody allowed to eat dinner past 4 p.m. There would have been so many homosexual mandates he'd try to impose. <laughs> Maybe not in 1994, but yeah, you'd see a lot of that shit. Yeah. His COVID rules would just be some homoerotic <laughs> awfulness. <laughs> why yeah. do we? Have, why do we have to? Ma- why do we have to put bags over our heads but have our pants down? <laughs> Every news conference would be like him with a bunch of like microphones in front of his face, like covering Every his face. Fe- Every female has to wear a burqa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bro fight, the same one Sarah Washington wrote down so many great lines from this bro fight. Howard, Julia Roberts could come, could write me a letter and I ain't giving it, I ain't giving it to Artie. Artie, I don't want Julia Roberts. She's lost her looks. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Um, I gotta give it to Julia Roberts. She's pretty cute. Oh, I can't stand her. I never liked her. Those fucking teeth. My God. Just imagine getting a blowjob from her before (laughs) you lose it. (laughs) She was never, she was never my type. She was never, I, oh, every really? time I saw her, every time I saw her, I saw her brother, Eric Roberts, and that was a huge turn off. I, I really, I, I don't know. I thought I was thought she was kind of cute. She was the it girl though. A lot of people would disagree with me, but then there's people that think Nicole Kidman is stunning and I just, I'm not into blondes. So it never, she never, she wasn't from, she was a little too skinny for me. Nah, didn't, I didn't think of anything of her. I was a Julianne Moore fan. Actually. I loved her. Still do love gingers. Um, have you got one more? Yeah, I got, um, hold on. So I hate how I, if I look at the comment, I can't see what our pot, the podcast is called the Arsenio one. Can you give me the title of that one? Oh God. It was just, um, I think it was just, I can't remember. I think it was just rescinding volume featuring Arsenio. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. It was just a one of the rescindings. Okay. This is from super straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm super about- straight. Super straight's a good poster. She, she's kind of like, uh, uh, she's, she, I can't, I can't, I'll think of another analogy later. Yeah. I'm about to make a huge statement. I've never hated this man more than I did after seeing the way he acted on Arsenio. Resting B-Face. Won't smile or laugh at anything Arsenio is doing to ease the tension. That guy cut off shirt. Oh, my God. He had a lot of work on his face because he is unbearably <laughs> grotesque here. What sense does it make to be mad at Arsenio? He was offered a show. He yeah. had no idea how or did a shit pilot. So why hate on this guy so much? This makes my blood boil. <laughs> I, I think Good that girl. even in I think that even in 1987, Arsenio would have known from working with Fox that Howard had a go at it. Like, there's no way he wouldn't have known. That's that wasn't even much of a secret. But, uh, but yeah. But otherwise, yeah. Spot on. 
Um, we've got some uh, comments from the Richie Wilson landing the plane uh, interview, um, which was great. And uh, we have, it's one of the highest rated episodes we have. And I think rightfully so, because he just laid it right out there. Uh, Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain. Thanks, Kurt, from the dead. Um, this is possibly the greatest podcast episode I've ever listened to. Thank you both so much. I now, now love Richie even more than I did before. Anonami. Uh, biggest takeaway is that Howard stopped participating in the creative meetings a long time ago. No wonder the show started to sound like he was completely phoning it in five years ago. <laughs> five. <laughs> Tried 15. Uh, I knew he was just coming in and picking from a selection of shitty pre-recorded bits and back office calls. He has become Oprah. That's where I have to disagree. Oprah is massively more successful than Wiggy. And Oprah, she's still proactive as far as I know. Um, okay, Mads. I don't usually support negativity or the the act of attacking a person or trying to gossip. This is never that. I feel that it's an investigation into long-term crime, the crime of fraud, and it's decades long. The two of you are brilliant detectives, theorists, and presenters. Well, thank you, but it's it's not just two of us anymore. It's a big crew, and we're all fucking good pieces of the same toolbox. That's the way we like it, because we're not... You know, jealous cons ruining the message <laughs> or the show. One, four, three. So this one is for the Bob Levy episode. This oh, is interview, yeah. The Bob E. Levy interview, and by the way, I, the, on the Richie Wilson interview, I think it's also the highest rated one too because Fillmore and I really, when we found out when we were getting this, we worked so hard at crack crafting questions like we went back into the uh, Mark's friggin archives and absolutely everything we wanted to kind of just every little piddly situation that could have garnered some sort of anything mm -hmm. to twitch his brain we just threw it out there that we thought right. could lead to something and shockingly a lot of stuff did and I'm surprised it did yeah, it was it was a matter of like you weren't expecting some stuff to come out of him, and it did, and it was all organic. Um, but uh, we have a, and we didn't get to all the questions we wanted actually, so we're gonna have Richie. Oh no, for I know another, we have so much more. Yeah, and we're gonna we're definitely gonna have that get that done. We're a little behind schedule with that, but that was for a lot of reasons. And uh, but either way, he said he's good when we're good. And now that we got summer, a lot more time to get it done. Um, yeah, if the, if I just if I could you know have a life. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have a life like some people where I didn't have a full-time job and a child and was a drunk and had no schedule, then I'd be fine. Yeah. But I don't have that. Okay. Easy writer said for the Bob Levy thing, Bob sounded a bit nervous, possibly saying something negative about Howard. He might mm. have a he might have the fantasy that he'll return to satellite in some capacity. And it's amazing how as an alcoholic, he figured out how to keep drinking successfully. <laughs> All that Xanax would make the average person sleep for two days. <laughs> Easy writer. Yeah. You're maybe right. forever. <laughs> I'd be in a coma. Yeah. Well, um, Bob was, Bob was really good. He, um, it, the, we had connection problems with him, a bit of echo and a bit of delay, but it wasn't, completely unsalvageable so but that one was funny because we at least got him to listen to some old bits and he was not i wish we could have shown the video because he was fucking tickled he did not get offended in the slightest and being a comic you wouldn't expect him to but uh and he, he had a blast listening to some of those old stories i have to say one of my favorite moments doing this podcast out of the entirety of this is bob levy playing back 
those old clips that he hasn't heard in a while, watching him puff on a cigarette and die laughing until he had tears coming out of his eyes and he was wiping away the tears (laughs) and we're were. commenting on this. We were, we were crying, laughing, doing that entire interview. It was amazing. It was, it was surreal to me that we were doing this. Do you know what I mean? As a fan, I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. It was so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from the Richie Wilson interview, this person, Lee T1601. Good interview, guys, but to be, to be truly great, you've got to learn when to interrupt the guest. Your questions should be at least 60 seconds long, and that's a bare minimum. <laughs> we want to hear you, not the guest. Also, <laughs> were there a lot of unexplored topics you didn't go into, him, such as if he's in therapy, whether he hates anybody, <laughs> whether he hates or is jealous um, of any of his family members, etc.? So Ronnie Percy said for the bro fight finale, once again, a phenomenal job by you and Sam and especially Bob D. This just once again confirms that this crap show that has been put on and extended has not been on the same level since the days of people like Artie. It is amazing that the only people that have ever been truly that have ever truly fought back were Artie, Eric the Midget and Riley Martin. Even with whack packers, he could not keep up. And needed help from Robin and staff. Great series, and please do not stop. Oh, don't worry. We have a lot of fight left in us. Can't you tell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. Ronnie's a good guy. He he doesn't post as often as he as he used to, but he's a busy guy, and and we love him. But um, either way, don't be a stranger, Ronnie. Come back on uh, every once in a while and enjoy the uh, the mockery thread between two months when he comes back and he's got about t- six hours of Jennifer Vitt's fake bullshit calls, so he can rag on her for having the summer off. Yep, go ahead. I have one from Amanda Brown. Again, I know we're repeating, but she is a great commenter. She really is. So this is from a 15 Foundation Saga one, which, by the way, I can't wait until our next 15 one gets posted. Can you believe that at one point you were like, we got to stop this? It was bad at in the beginning. It was really hard. Plus, in the beginning, you have to remember, we had to do such extensive research in the beginning to lay the blocks down for the exposition of it so Mm -hmm. it wasn't as fun (laughs) yeah it was it's like it's like now it's it's drawn out yeah there's a couple people but there's particularly one person in the live chat who commented they they didn't they didn't want to hear the you know they didn't want any more because they know the ending well you know the ending to almost everything we're fucking covering because it's all old clips for the most part or anything we've done has been recorded it's an old show from a week ago from a month ago from three years ago from 10 years ago so that's a nonsense argument if you um if you want us to get to the end then you're missing all the good shit in the middle because she has a meltdown. She walks off the show. Then in the summertime, eventually this whole Brendan thing takes place. And we're going to, we've got so much shit we haven't gone into. There's so many angles of it. The whole point of doing this is it gives a new set of eyes on this. When you put two people as introspective as Fillmore and I are on this, it's, it's like taking two new set of, fucking eyes on this and you want to know what we have to say about this or think about this and shining a light in those places that you might have missed when this was going on which there was a lot there was a lot that i was like oh i forgot about that that's exactly what i was going to say even we are going to be enlightened as we go through it because i haven't listened to most of the clips since i made them into a saga on their own 
and collected them. And even then, I know I missed one or two because, you know, there might have been a two-minute thing in one show that they didn't post on Mark's Friggin' and I didn't, like, another I, plug or something. So even as complete as I, I tried to make it, I still have, like, 98% complete. I just know in the beginning of this and then after, like, two episodes, man, that prep work for the 15 Foundation was rough. Like, yeah, I, I, pre- I had... 20 30 pages of printed things so many articles because i wanted to reference and make sure i got every press release for stuff Mm -hmm. that i pointed out i mean the research that we do to this to make sure that we get the correct timeline that we have everything down is just it's a little annoying in the beginning and boring from for us not for you guys right but then once we get rolling with it that's when i enjoy it when they're when the clips are playing and the mm-hmm. videos are playing, that that's when I have fun with it. Right. And we had help from, you know, Moldred Stern, the website, the Blogspot page, and then Cormano over at Reddit, who did a great job helping in the in the early, early uh, especially the early episodes, because that one was more um, taking a look at spreadsheets and, you know, for, you know the just the breakdown of how much they made versus how much they actually spent and, and nothing was actually made for charity. And just the, the right. most recent episode, which hasn't been the released. <laughs> we, we went over some video walkthroughs that had us in fucking stitches. Oh, and, I was... Uh, I sent those to Florentine. I sent those to Florentine. I go, I go, you have to see what this 15 foundation was doing. And he knew exactly who Brendan Murphy was. He he said the boy toy grifter. Yeah. And, and I go, I'm sending you these. And I, it's so bad. You guys are mm-hmm. going to love this. Um, so, um, Amanda Brown said, I give major props to you guys for putting in all this work for this saga. Robin was at her most pompous during this time. Artie tried the McGriddle when it first came out, and I was enjoying his description <laughs> of it. Then Robin yeah. would put it down and, like, Ugh. I'm like, shut up. She might as well have enjoyed Artie eating a few McGriddles, breakfast burritos, and crumb cakes by the looks of things now. <laughs> yeah, big, big time. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to talk about the exact commentary you play at the beginning of the show. That's what I wanted to know your thoughts on the most. I felt like I was on the edge, but didn't get to climax. Come on. I didn't miss it. Did I? This is the part I'm talking about. Robin, we were having a great time and it was a good evening. Then I got some information that really rocked me and it just fucked my weekend up. (laughs) Howard. (laughs) Howard. Uh, I guess, uh, can I guess what it is? But I'm not gonna. I can probably figure it out. Somebody betray you? (sighs) Feels like a betrayal. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that when Robin found out that her boy toy was messing around behind her back with Anne-Marie? I think that short discussion was the last that that was heard about Brendan and the whole thing. Not sure. I always wanted more details about that. Well, don't worry, Amanda Brown, because you will be getting them. But that's at the very tail end of things. So you're going to have to be patient. But I promise you, you will come. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And if you're at the end, if you're like a Billy Crystal and when Harry met Sally and you want to read the end of the book first before you read the beginning, like I do, actually, I even before that movie came out, I totally did that. I want to see how it ended. <laughs> what? You did? I ru- I've, I've ruined every book I've ever read. I always look at the end first and then I read it. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah. 
I, I don't yes. do that with movies. I don't do it with movies, but books I, I always do. Um, the uh, <laughs> Here's another one from Robin 15 Foundation, part five, actually, the, the most recent, by Heavy Op. Uh, I remember I was cooking eggs one morning listening to Howard 101, and all of a sudden I hear, I'm Robin Quivers, and this is the chatter. Zap, zap, laser, <laughs> boom, air horn, <laughs> and shuddered, thinking to myself how terribly overproduced it was. It seemed like a favor was owed, and Howard simply shrugged his shoulders and let Robin do a shitty show he knew no one would listen to, as opposed to paying her or something. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, listen, the chatter may be on YouTube, it may not be. I have four episodes and I gave, uh, who was it, asked for it. I, I, I said, you really want this. Oh, my and face hurts. I think Molly Miscali, she wanted a copy. Uh, she wanted a, I think I emailed her and she said it was among the most, the worst thing I've ever heard. Because all it was, yeah, you're right, overproduced. Mm-hmm. And because um, she's not good on the fly. You've seen her in even talk shows. She's just as bad as Howard, maybe maybe a little better. Um, What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, go, have you got one more yourself, or do you want to continue uh, from the "I'm Not a Fanook" part two? Okay, I'll do that. Okay. okay. This one right here. Okay, I'm not a Fanook part two. Um, Santa Monica, San, uh, Santa Monica Mountain. Wildlife. Wow, that's quite the name. Uh, I remember one particular instance about a decade ago. Wig was talking about the prospect of eventually becoming a grandparent. (laughs) (laughs) He He divulged about how Don Buckwald was a grandfather Mm. and that he had a specific nickname. The kids called him instead of Grandpa. And he went on and on about it. That's what I'm going to do. Ain't no fucking kid calling me grandpa. No way. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's true. (laughs) He's not calling himself grrrrpa either. Well, wait till you guys hear this. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it away. Okay. Billy West versus John Kay. Uh, I don't remember which episode. I just took general ones from from different, uh, because it's a three-parter. By J.P. Pelsman, who's actually a, a really good writer. Uh, great show, folks. It's sad to listen to all the cringe, but worse yet is Wiggy trying to convince the audience how great the segment is when it is clearly lame. <laughs> that would happen a lot from 1995 on. Not that it hadn't happened already. For a guy who had been in radio almost 20 years by this point, his tone deafness is amazing. I agree. Uh, or maybe he just thought he could hard sell the audience. The segment fell flat from the start and nothing he or anyone did could save it. That's why I was kind of amazed the John K thing lasted the full hour. That that's when you know he really wanted to fuck with Billy, and that's all because any a normal time, if a, a guest is shit, nothing's happening. He just cuts it. He just cuts it short. I mean, he actually really cut things short that could have went longer, but he has the attention span of a fly. Yep. And he was fine with you know a cringe if somebody else he felt was uncomfortable, and Billy was uncomfortable. Oh, but he, it wasn't. He's an emotional sadist. Like it's, yeah. if it's. If it has to do with torturing somebody that he wants to torture, then by all means, let, let, let's let this go on for an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is from the same episode by Miss Stern, who was on my other channel, but she actually, um, I believe it's a she, because it says Miss Stern. Um, and she didn't know we had a podcast until about episode 70 Fillmore, or something like that's that. that's very patriarchal and judgy of you. I am offended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she may be fluid. Uh, she I just could can't... have a dick, and you're being <laughs> offensive. Yeah, I'm from um, Flintstone. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Stern, 
Yeah. Just came across your podcast a few days ago. Wait, is this for which one? This is for the same one for uh, like uh, John K versus um, Billy. Oh, okay. Just came across your podcast a few days ago and I love it. Well, that was really annoying of me and how I said it. I've been a, <laughs> I've been a fan since 1992. I bailed in 2019. Wow, you held on <laughs> way longer than anyone. Yeah. Hella long. But I listen to the old stuff, including Fillmore's page every day. You guys are spot on with all your observations. I have felt the same way for years. It's quite telling how Howard has somehow managed to avoid uh, the new cancel culture. Mm -hmm. I know. I feel the same way. Uh, the list is really endless. While Kimmel and Fallon were trashed in the media, Kimmel was ready to cry and took last summer off because his blackface was discovered. Howie has been left untouched. You literally can't find anyone but TMZ that covered Howard's blackface, but they still didn't cover all the times he said the N-word. I feel he is very connected with the media. I remember the early days when a disparaging article was written about him. He would trash the writer, their spouses, kids. Yep. Now I think think Buckwald is so powerful, the media simply will not call Howard out for all his past behavior. And a lot of it is disgusting. Look up all the years he was obsessed with NAMBLA. He was the best advertisement for them, taking constantly about his... Talking, talking constantly about his repulsive organization, even playing their answering machine that included their number. Mm -hmm. Howard has a disgusting past that he's been allowed to get away with. Three to four days a week of intense psychotherapy has destroyed Howard. He's an awful person, always has been. He's also a liar and a thief. Like when he would talk about his poor upbringing, his father owned part of a company. They paid mm -hmm. for all of his education voice lessons, gave him a car. He even received an allowance so he didn't have to work while going to college. Howard had a very modest childhood. More like he's a shell of his former self. We all witnessing, we are all witnessing a complete downfall. I agree with you 1000 fucking percent. Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, the whole, pro the, the whole idea is, I guess that's, that's one of the most, uh, critical sort of complaints about his him in general like he was this he was completely fucking entitled and for him to go on about how he you know didn't make much money especially the whole 96 dollars a week bullshit that he's been saying for the past i don't know his entire career when ben did and so much for him and was the sole breadwinner of the family keep that in mind and that was yes, I know, and, back it, was, then, and it wasn't a two. It wasn't a two. You know, it was a common during that time period for a woman not to work and fine, right. but still, they didn't work, and he still afforded all of the luxuries of a vacation, a summer camp, a college education, and all the other uh, amenities that a lot of families didn't have with that same sort of situation. So, mm -hmm. shut the fuck up. And one has to wonder why Ellen, his sister, doesn't have all this fucking hatred towards her parents that, you know, we hear constantly. I'm sorry, like who? Exactly. What, what sister? <laughs> so um, coming up, guys, uh, that's that's I don't know that I've got um, we we don't know that we have too many more that don't illustrate the same point. Some of these people fine people have already made. But coming up soon, we're going to be recording next week. It's the first of the Colford book, uh, chapter one and maybe chapter two, which depends how, how much we get recorded. But Benjamin's going to be on for that one. We are happy to 
bring him back for that specifically but we got a lot of projects due so someone recently asked if we if howard doesn't come back we'll be we will we be gone like no we've got a year we've got a year more than a year of projects and just not enough time to get through all of them the way we like that's the one book i can have in the house that uh, the howard stern book that i don't have to take the dust jacket off <laughs> 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 We've tried to get in touch with Colford actually. Benjamin and I have both separately. He doesn't answer to he doesn't have a PM thing set up in Twitter so that you can message him personally. And his emails may be old or out of date or he just doesn't, you know, they go into spam. I have no idea. Uh but he doesn't seem to want to talk about uh the Howard book, which I find odd because um well it's you know it's still it's something it's a back issue maybe he doesn't get any more money out of it i have no idea but he he would be fascinating to interview i'd love to get him if we could well just like that last commenter wrote about what's the deal with why people don't bring up the fact he just flagrantly lied on the Mm. view about saying i never said the n-word and how does he get away with it and how does he continuously keep getting away with it we think Something has to do, too, with the Pink Mafia. Yeah. There's some sort of protection with Howard within that. But just like we saw with Ellen, if you fall out of the good graces at some point, just like Alec, just like at some point, you will meet your downfall. And I am not so sure that it's not going to happen. And I think podcasts like ours do... People do listen. Yes, I am do. aware of people who listen. Yeah, in the I know industry. People, people in the industry know. I know people who are comedians who have podcasts that are very popular. I'm not going to mention names. Not who, just comedians, too. Other hosts of other shows. Other, yep, who listen. And they are all, too, pushing for this to come to light. And our podcast is a great uh, shiner on this, all these topics. So it's, it's all right here. You just Mm -hmm. have to have one brave person to say enough. Right. Like we know of, we know of serious employees that, that listen to the show. (laughs) Let me put it that way, guys, serious people who have the show on serious. Let me get it. Let me get, let me get it that way. And um, and obviously we understand why people can't admit to it or they can't endorse us and they can't be part of the show. Uh, that's up to them. Uh, but I ke- I will throw this out if you guys want to in- indirectly, like anonymously a- answer questions uh, posed to you, you can do that too. We, we're not going to out our sources. And um, we, if we encourage you to come forward, absolutely. Oh, I also had to tell you, uh, so the blind item uh, that about... The blind item that came out in uh, Crazy Days and Nights about Sandra Bernhardt, mm-hmm. who was going to talk about how Beth was basically a hooker. A hooker, yeah. And a paid-for spouse. Yeah. Uh, and Andy Cohen, which remember I said I thought it was Andy Cohen and you thought it was Jay Leno. No, I thought it was Letterman. But, uh, oh. but I, then, then, I, then I said Andy Cohen makes more sense if they have a relationship because he's more current and Letterman's retired. So And I knew went, Sandra Bernhardt had a show, Sandy Lana, on Sirius. And I didn't know she had a show. So I, So when the blind was revealed, I messaged Heather McDonald, who has a podcast, and she messaged me back. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to try to get a copy of this book 
that Sandra was writing. I want these chapters. I want this book because she has a podcast called Juicy Scoops. I'd love to. I'd love to fucking read it. And she's trying to get this chapter. This she never. She'll she'll never get this chapter. She's no trying, way. but so she's in the know of what we know and listens yeah. and knows. Yeah. So that's yeah. another person who knows. By the well, way, she's well, in the know. Well, well, I hope you're enjoying. I <laughs> hope you're enjoying the plug. Uh, not plug. I mean, Christ's sake, I don't. Uh, uh, she's me... amazing, and her podcast is awesome. Yeah, no, I I, I believe you. I just uh, I'm so I hate to say it, but I'm so kind of invested in putting stuff together for um for our podcast that i don't even really get to listen to ones i enjoy anymore like i haven't i love gilbert's podcast and occasionally listen to rogan but i've not been able to listen to an episode for all year actually i just been so kind of nuts um but i will tell people this is a little promo coming up soon on patreon of course the opening episode with me and deborah marshall there's no it's as yet untitled but uh it's almost two hours and it's a really fucking great slog that's for patreon uh, subscribers and pretty soon coming up soon carrie and i are going to do a deep dive into hank the angry dwarf i said no whack packer stuff but he wants to do an, an enabling hank kind of not rescinding but enabling hank show and uh, anybody who wants in on that can absolutely uh, be part of it. But I thought that would be a great idea. And he's perfectly willing to go through that with us. And that's going to be another Patreon thing. Wow. That's actually a really good idea. I like that. Yeah. I, al- I also um, emailed and messaged. There's this really uh, great Instagram account. It has a ton of followers. She releases all gossip all day long. The uh-huh. It's called Bravo's and. In- Bravo and cocktails at Bravo and cocktails. And all she does is release gossip all day long about celebrities and dirt people send her and give her. So I gave her all the dirt I have about Howard and Mm -hmm. Ralph and everything. And she messaged me back and was like, mind blown, totally keeping this waiting to release this will release this so wait for bravo and cocktails to (laughs) and the topic of the topic of the first but this is ironic because the topic of the first uh uh, patreon episode i did with deborah was is basically we made a 16 minute clip two hours almost and it was uh howard's first bulletin board and how he had to shut it down because people were being a little too honest calling about the horse and calling him a fag and things like this so he had to shut down his own (laughs) bulletin board because he didn't want to pay anybody to moderate it yeah they have to people who are frauds have to shut down comments they have to shut down everything yeah and uh um, the so the that that particular avenue there's so many aspects of it and that's what's going to happen uh going forward guys and trust me we have so many projects that we're doing for the the sunday broadcasts but um we're saying if you want extra content get on patreon uh, ASAP and we're I, we're guaranteeing weekly extra content if not more uh depending on the uh the timeline but uh we'll keep you fully that's where we also keep people fully updated on what's going on as well as our Facebook page so please join us at Facebook if your account is um less than 2 years old you're not going to get accepted we'll tell you that flat out and um but either way just uh, if you're if you're a long-termer on Facebook please join us and you'll have a great time and check out the rules before you join and that's how you you get in Yep, that's it. So, anything else? 
No, it's I, I feel so much better. Our mailbox is fully cleaned out. Don't you feel better? <laughs> My AOL. I feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting things done. You have, now we have zero inbox, guys. Uh, no, from... We have no. We have zero emails. Marcy would be so proud. Look at look at. Are you proud of me, Daddy? I deserve a star. Take care, guys. We love you.